Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Principle before par. You. Is not one of our problems in this province. Here, here. What about one that says no terrorists in government? Here, here. What about one that says no ifs, no buts, no Sinn Féin First Minister? It's more an honour due Shasu and Shaw Mar Friovara. Today opens the door to a future, a shared future. I am honoured to stand here as First Minister. Appreciate everybody the second part of our Ulster Says Yes podcast. Um, <laughs> Joe says yes, we all say yes. Um, and Ulster says yeah. Imagine yeah, how different it all would have been yeah. if uh, if that had been the rallying cry. Joe, there's a few things I want to ask you about that we touched on in the first part. You, you mentioned Jamie Bryson a couple of times and you know, I think lots of people might have seen his uh, live tweeting of the uh, DUP meeting and, you know, however, the kind of the frenzy that that caused. But explain to people who don't know, who don't pay attention, uh, talk to uh, who Bryson is. And I know you, you I think you were you on his podcast? Were sure. you? He's uh, it's, it's, it's sort, of, sort of managed. I suppose it, it it's it's more a comment on the dearth of sort of talent that there is on that side of the loyalist gene pool that he sort of managed to become you know quite a significant figure uh, by by making sort of you know pale imitation of Ian Paisley speeches you know and uh, and uh, he, 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 he's I I I don't think. Jamie's to be taken seriously at all. I mean, look, you know, he's hinting, you know, he always hints about his links to sort of loyalist paramilitarism and, you know, he, he, he's coach of a wee soccer team, apparently a very good wee soccer team. But what I was saying, he just wants to be famous. You know, that's my impression. I mean, I, I, uh, I would regularly get texts from Jamie. Mm. Um, you know, I text him back, you know, it's entertaining enough. And he, uh, 
I mean, he's constantly, he's constantly badgering me to come on free state. He's come on, he's great, it'd be great, come on, like, get me on, it'll be great, it'll be brilliant. <laughs> I said, you you'd... I said, see, what I think, I think about Jamie, and I said, I said this to him outside the court one time, not that long ago, I was sitting with a couple of boys, and he came on, he said, come on, bring me on the box. I said, you know, I've now diagnosed your issue, Jamie. You are a Roman Catholic born into the wrong religion. You know, in truth, in truth, what you want to be is one of us. You know, and I look, it's easy to be jealous of us, the confidence, you know, the good education. You You're know, just you know, trolling on that you know, I, I said, no, 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 no. I, I said, you know, and if you cut yourself a nice Catholic girl, we could take you to the matches. You'd love the crack, you know, and, 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 uh, and you'd be a new man. And I gave him various examples of fellas that I don't know who had done that, you know. And he, <laughs> he walked away sort of not sure whether to laugh or not. I said, I, I promise you, you'll be a tremendous Catholic, Jamie. I shouted that after him down the corridor, you know, and, 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 and <laughs> at the Crown Court. <laughs> you'll be a great Catholic, Jamie. Come back. As he, as he, as he ran into the lift. <laughs> you began but, the conversion. You know, not, not to be, I mean, I, look, I appreciate, look, if you were in a different situation, and you had, um, you know, a serious, serious sort of loyalist terrorist threat, and you know it was sort of a civil war situation again. Someone like Jamie wouldn't be a figure in that, you know, because he wouldn't be—he's not substantial enough. But the media, as you know, hankers after and relies upon friction, and so you know he's constantly on BBC Radio Ulster and on the television because he provides that sort of voice of, you know, Ulster says no, mm. himself and Jim Allister. I mean, Jim Allister, you can't turn on the TV in the North without seeing Jim. <laughs> like, I have to say, I feel, I feel sorry for Jim. He's a bad article, and he is a bad article. And, uh, you know, has, uh, has always been very sectarian. I mean, he used to write letters into the paper under the, under the, um, under the moniker, you know, uh, concerned, <laughs> concerned about a muddy Protestant. <laughs> I would think every Palamody Protestant is concerned. And uh, so I think that now, now that this deal has been done, I mean, Jamie's, I mean, what, what's the point of him now? What's his point? But, we, but if, if you're... It, where, 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 where does he go now? You know, the friction will have to be found elsewhere. I think probably the friction will now be primarily between the DUP and Jim Allister. Hmm. Because it's clear um, that that um, Sinn Féin are going to be extremely circumspect in their dealings with the DUP. Um, I mean, there was there was zero triumphalism. There was only there was only respect and mutual respect. And I thought uh, Emma Little Pingelli um, was very respectful as well. And uh, now that they forged this deal, the DUP have to make it work, and it has to be seen to be working. Because you know they've told their electorate we're going to make this place work. Well, that, isn't that something you, to... you you said on on Tuesday show? You talked about you know we're in for a period of boring politics, and I do kind of wonder about that. Is this again like the actual absurdity of anyone from any tradition in the north aligning themselves with the Tory party when you don't? Well, well, that's you know, it. when you don't have anything that's in common it. with them, when the, when you there is nothing that like yeah. you see Rishi Rishi Sunak arriving and trying to give a 
uh, a kind of a pep talk. And, you know, now Sunak is appalling. Mm. And, like, you know, he's coming from his, you know, Piers Morgan interview where he actually takes a bet with Piers Morgan on getting people on, on planes to Rwanda. Like a, 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 a moment of political stupidity and heartlessness that's just sort of says everything about how inept he is mm. as a leader and how little he has in common with so many people in Britain and especially in Ireland. So now you have politics that needs to work. Um, and, you know, th this uh, alignment with, with, with the Tories, alignment with the Brexiteers, which was so crazy, um, has to end in, in favour of actually doing things that are, are meaningful for the people in the North. Yeah, release, personal relationships are key to all of this. And there's going to be nowhere else now for... You know, the old Ulster says no blood and thunder brigade to go because, you know, the DUP was it. They were the definitive protest party. I mean, they, 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 they've never accepted the Good Friday Agreement, you know. I mean, Paisley destroyed Lord Trimble. I mean, he absolutely destroyed him. You know? and, and this is where it was going to be. I mean, if there was going to be a resistance and a protest, you know, politic, this was where it was going to be. And now it's gone. And I mean, you know, and I mean, obviously, you know, it's been deeply upsetting to the the Irish establishment and to Fine Gael in particular. And uh, I mean, I read all the papers voraciously on Sunday. And even though I, sh I should have been less naive, you know, but, you know, it, it Sinn Féin becoming the first party and the very first nationalist first minister, it, the Southern media denoted that a loss, a defeat. You know, I mean, the Sunday Business Post didn't even mention it on their front page. There wasn't a mention of it. You know, the Sindo had a front page headline, and that was, that was, well, SF's first minister, O'Neill, sorry for all lives lost. You know, IRA, 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 IRA. IRA. But you, you no, can say, but there was an attack job. But just, just bear with me. There was an attack <laughs> job by Shane Ross, the ghastly Shane Ross. You know, who's a real, f you know, and 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 has always. I mean, that, that's the guy. You know, who was appalled that Mary Lou had a mortgage. <laughs> he wrote a book. He wrote a book about Mary Lou having a mortgage. You know, that's the sort of, you know, and and really. People like that, the Finnegalers, etc., are now they will now take the place of the DUP. You know, here, here, here's here's some of the stuff that he wrote. You know, oh, standing between Michelle O'Neill and Sinn Féin's Connor Murphy. You know, uh, Mary Lou declared the rebirth of Stormont met we were within touching distance of United Ireland. This was red meat to the hard men in Republican West Belfast, who she's permanently trying to ingratiate herself with. Oh, blah, 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 you know. Um, and, you know, oh, you know, Mary Lou openly demanded to be recognised as senior in ranking to her Northern Ireland-born colleague, Michelle, all the wee barbs, you know. Her lack of a paramilitary pedigree contrasted with Michelle's family, many of whom had been in the IRA. Mary Lou is deeply conscious of her need to be accepted by the military wing. You know, all that stuff. You know, all that owly shite. You know, pathetic, insulting shite, and 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 uh, and you know, there he is, like, and and that that and that, you know, that was emblematic 
of, of the response, you know, as though this was a defeat, as though, as though, you know, something had gone wrong to allow this to happen. Well, I saw I saw Again. headlines like Michelle O'Neill elected first nationalist first minister in New Dawn for Northern Ireland politics. I I did see headlines. Where did you see that one? What? Where did you the see Irish that Times. one? Um, yeah. See, as usual with all these things. You know, with them reacting to the events as though they were defeat. You know, the Northern Nationalist has always been lesser, and it's strongly felt. I mean, it's strongly felt. We talk about these things. I'm asked about it. I was asked what it was like when I was down there. You know, it was left really to the UK press, the United Kingdom press, to applaud this transformation. You know, and you know, Emma Little Pengalli and the DUP on the DUP were far more gracious than the Irish establishment. You know, and the Irish media. You know. I mean, this is what Sean Kelly... Sean Kelly was a president of the GA and he ought to be ashamed of himself for this. He tweeted, a decade of opportunity, says Mary Dean MacDonald. No, Mary. A decade of opportunism by Sinn Féin. When the DUP deserve credit for swallowing their pride and getting the Northern Ireland Assembly back. The DUP, you create division by calling for a border poll. Calm things down. You know. What's so wrong I, with that? I... I, I just, you know, know your fucking place, Northern Fenians. You know, don't express your, your, your ambitions for a new Ireland. You know, know your place. That's what it is. That's what's wrong with it. Talking down to us. You know, and meanwhile, meanwhile, you know, the DUP have sold this by saying this strengthens the union. Look at this document. We will spend every fibre of our being. We will spend it on our time strengthening our sacred union. Now, you ask, you answer me this question. Why is it okay for them to talk about that? No problem whatsoever. They talked about it all day on Saturday and on Sunday and on the talk shows and Jeffrey Donaldson talked. I didn't see Sean Kelly saying, well, hold on, hold on, Jeffrey. Let's, you know, let's take a step back here. Why do you think he didn't do that? Well, I, I saw, again, I saw stories like, you know, DUP spectacular Brexit own goal. I saw things like that, you know. That's, 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 not, that's not the question that I asked you. No, but that, why, is it not help, why is it not helpful for people from my community to express their ambition and desire to see a new Ireland, right? But it is helpful for the DUP. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't think... To talk about the strengthening of the union, I, don't, I, I think what, the what, idea of, of the de- so what's wrong? I mean, so 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 you know, it's like you know, oh, you know, oh, it's not helpful. Just like calls for a ceasefire in Gaza weren't helpful. You know, calls to support South Africa's genocide application were not helpful. You know, you know, you know, sit down, sit down and calm down. He says, you know, about you know the Sinn Féin leader on such a hugely historic day for us in the north. You know, and Sean can go and fuck himself. Because he never raised his voice. He never raised his voice during the entire Troubles. You know, when we were under the cosh. You know, when we were being murdered. You know, when we were being oppressed. When we were being imprisoned. When we were denied the vote. When we were denied houses. Sean never opened his mouth. You know. And, you know, telling us to say, oh, you know, you, 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 you know you're, you're second-rate citizens. You know, don't express your ambitions. You know, don't express your lawful ambitions that are set out in the Good Friday Agreement. You know, I think you could. Yeah. I mean, he, he would love to. He was on the very verge of going into, you know, IRA atrocities and all of that. But I took him on then publicly. 
I says, I cannot believe you were the president of the GAA. Have you ever read the GAA's charter, what its ambitions are? You know, you should be ashamed of yourself calling yourself an Irishman and a GAA man. You know, and what a blinking gum bean. Oh, you know. Just read that again. Just I mean, I can't believe you said what's wrong with that. A decade of opportunism, not a decade of opportunity. The DUP deserve credit for swallowing their pride, and you create division. Division. I don't think I you see. I think you can actually you you can you making the argument that Sinn Fein have created division isn't isn't a huge isn't a huge insult to all nationalist people in the north or anywhere. There is on detra of Sinn Féin as a United Ireland, but but we're not allowed to express it. You know, the Sinn Féiners are not allowed to express that. I'm not allowed to say, for example, you know, I'd love to see a United Ireland. That's divisive of me to say that. What's wrong with that? In the same way as what's wrong wrong with them and Little Pengali saying, well, look, you know, I want to strengthen the ties of the union. Great. You know, it's fine. And and if that's achieved, if that that continues to be the legitimate position and it works, you know, and that's what you want, well, you're perfectly entitled to express that. Nobody's going to say it's divisive for unionists to say <laughs> it's the it's the raison d'etre of unionism. That's what they are. Well, if if well, what's divisive about it? So what's divisive about 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 somebody from my background saying you know I'd love you and well, like it goes. Oh, that's divisive. Well, it actually, oh, it's oh, funny because it goes back to your Michelle O'Neill's speech uh, last Saturday. Dealt with with the North and governing there and what was going to be done there. You know, and there was obviously there was little there was nods to United Ireland. She was talking about looking to the future and this kind of stuff. But it would have been received entirely differently if she had made a speech talking about, you know, the raison d'etre of Sinn Féin is a, is a United Ireland. It would have been seen as something that was less uh, welcome. I and that really care. No, but that's, I, but that's I, the I, truth, I, I can honestly say this, yeah, and the reason that I don't care about it is because you people down there didn't give two fucks about us. You know, I mean, I remember... When she went on the Late Late Show with Ryan Tuberty, you know, the guy who loves Louth so much he thought it was an Ulster. But when she went on the Late Late Show, do you remember Ryan's body language? Frozen and his face frozen, you know, as though as though she had leprosy. You know, this sort of, and, and you know, somebody somebody put up uh, some footage of that Late Late Show appearance with Leo Varadkar on with Ryan and Michal Wharton. Honest, Ryan, you know, you know me, the ham actor from the Israeli propaganda videos. And the difference was absolutely striking, you know. Because she was one of us, she was lesser, she was inferior, and could therefore be treated as such, as someone, something dirty about her. So, and I'll tell you, 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 can, you can do it all you like, you know. And they can, they can say what they like, all these finnegalers, and Simon Harris was at it as well. Simon Harris talking about, you know, oh... Very, very unhelpful. He said it was provocative. I'm trying to think exactly what he said. Simon Harris said that... When did he say this? That talk about... He said it the other day. He said the talk about a border poll was... I'll just get it here now. Uh, he said it was provocative and divisive and unhelpful. How long? I took a note of it at the time. Kept you follow too many Finnegale politicians that, on Twitter, Joe. That's your problem. That was the point of it, you know. I mean, Unfo- unfollow, Jeffrey, unfollow them. Sir Jeffrey on the BBC on Sunday said, look, you know, we, we are going to fight for a thriving union. You know, people do not want to talk of a border poll, all right? Uh, Michelle O'Neill says she wants to be a first minister for all. That means a first minister for the unionist community. We will fight for a thriving union, right? 
Sunak comes over and says, oh, the Sinn Féin First Minister should concentrate on day-to-day concerns and forget about a border poll. You know, to which I say, fuck off. You know, it's a legitimate, peaceful, you know, ambition for us to have, you know, something that we hanker after. You know, I think it makes perfect sense from economic, social, oh, every, every rationale. I mean, there's absolutely, there's very, very little holding us to, to the United Kingdom now, you know, and I think that it, it, it is going to be inev- inevitable. But but this idea that we can't talk about it, Simon Harris said, Mary Lou's comments concerning United Ireland are provocative, political and reckless. <laughs> <laughs> the next time I see him in Ballad, I'll give him a s- I think you need to. I think and, then, you need- and then, and Heaton Harris, he- Heaton Harris, I really don't think a border poll is going to happen. You know, like, what would he know about the North? He had to be briefed about the number of counties that were in the north before he came here. I think you, I think you need to unfollow some of these Fine Gael politicians on Twitter and you'll just lower your blood pressure, it's, it's you know. Not, it'll just, you, look, we, want a, we want a bit more serenity, you know, a little bit more uh, peace from from Joe. I don't want you, I don't want you looking at Simon Harris's tweets and getting getting this worked up. Like, no, that's not a... I don't like the, dis- I don't like the dishonesty of it, you know, because it's, it's completely dishonest, but... Deeper than that, and this is the worst thing about it, is that this feeling that, that the Northern Catholic is somehow lesser, that we are somehow lesser, we're dirty, you know, we're tainted by provoism, you know, we're to be watched, we're not to be trusted, we're divisive, you know. I mean, look at the enormous, enormous strides that were taken by my community for peace. You know, things that people said would never happen. You know, and let's be fair about it. If my community hadn't wanted peace, there wouldn't be peace. You know, we were the ones that moved on it. You know, and I mean, what we're going to see now unfolding is that the people from my community in the north are only interested in equality. They're not interested in triumphalism, being better than anybody else. And I think that what we need to see now, and what I think we will see over the next three or four years, is a bedding down of actual working relationships rather than this yaboo of, you know, which is which is what has passed through politics over the last 20 years of, oh, what about that IRA atrocity? What about that IRA atrocity? Oh, you stand over there, you know, uh, and, uh, 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 you know you're, you're the, the sort of the evil spawn that you come from, you know. All of that is now going to be replaced by working relationships. And I suppose in a way we we should be thankful to Jim Allister for a lot of this because the DUP are now making clear ground between them and him. And that clear ground is going to be working politics. You know, no longer just no, 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 destructive, 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 but working politics. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You know, and uh, look, it's, it's, I mean, obviously, Fine Gael, Fine Fáil are terrified about what's coming down the tracks with, you know, this sort of all-Ireland political juggernaut that is Sinn Féin. Uh, that's fine, you know, and they can, but you would have thought there'd be some grace, some grace and some sense of, of, of celebration about what happened on Saturday, but no, not. But look, it, it is interesting because we, you know, it's something we've talked about a lot and that. Now Ireland's call on the Irish rugby team, yeah, that was you know that was I mean that was glorified all over the place. Yeah, but that was. I mean, you could have you you would have been forgiven for thinking on Sunday, reading through the papers that that this was some minor event that had happened in the north. But like the thing is, Joe, and I I agree with what you're saying about how when when people start working together, that'll that'll do more, and when there's progress in just the boring politics, that'll do more for bringing people together than anything. Yeah, at the same time, when I when I watch Michelle O'Neill's speech, and I've said it, how impress impressive I thought it was. There is also that moment when you're, and you know, going back to the Sunday Independent headline when you know she said she was sorry for all. Uh, I guess she said exactly what she said. She was sorry for all um, injustices and tragedy, all, all injustices and tragedies, you know, all of them. Yeah. And I again, and you know. And you can't, like, the, the, the past is never the past, as the saying goes. Like, the past is going to be something that has to be reckoned with. And, and not, is, that the, is, that the, is that the same? It's, it's somebody, somebody said it somewhere, sometime. Uh, well, people say all sorts I know of things. Do, the yeah. past is another country, yeah. you know. Yeah. That, that contradicts we, we, that we, one. We, we, yeah. we, ha- we have to. It's not even past. Be, Who said like, that? The past. Un- you know. unless, unless, unless we personally suffer some really horrific tragedy and injustice, you know, and, and we're then tied to the stake with that. You know, we move on very, very quickly from the past human beings, you know. And I mean, there are also a very good example of that. I mean, young people now really couldn't care less. They have no interest in Protestant or Catholic. I mean, all you have to do is go down to Belfast city centre on a Saturday night and you will see the place is absolutely bouncing. Mm. We have a thriving gay quarter. You know, we've got... You know, and, 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 and what we have... And what's and why things are being transformed so quickly, and all of the polling shows this, is the younger generations, they don't care about this nonsense. They have no interest in it. They can't even remember it. Mm. You know, so it's got nothing to do with them. And there's this wave that's been sweeping over the north, this wave that 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 gave the Alliance Party, you know, the middle ground party such a triumphant election the last time. Mm. You know. And people now, young people now are looking just for progress. You know, and they're looking for the logical arguments for what's best. And, 
Look, I think there's an awful lot to be excited about about the North. There's an awful lot to be excited about about Ireland in general. Well, that, that, that I you know, over, over the over the next ten years, you know, and I'm really, you know, enthused by by what the DUP have done. You know, uh, it, 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 they they had to do it sooner or later, and they're finding now, and they're going to find very very quickly that that it was the right thing to do. You know, and they've got to be feeling a lot better about themselves now, a lot better, you know, moving about their communities. They'll be able to go back and do the work that they're supposed to be doing. I mean, you know, we have 3.3 billion now coming from the UK Exchequer, which couldn't be spent uh, because there was no storm. And 3.3 billion is a lot of money in the North. Mm. And and so, you know, there's a lot lot to look forward to. And I think that slowly but surely, this, this transformation, first of all, from... The sort of the dead end of violence, this miraculous peace process that's, as I've said it before, the most spectacularly successful peace process, in my view, in the history of, of the modern world. And that's now moving to the next vital phase, which is real politics. And, you know, I think that as, as I mean, Michelle O'Neill was asked the other day, would you go to an orange march, you know, and, and and she said, look, if I'm invited, I'll be going everywhere that I'm invited. And we all these barriers are still to be broken down. There's absolutely no reason that she wouldn't go to an Orange March and be one of the guests there. No reason whatsoever. These are very, very important things in the Protestant community. You know, extremely important celebrations, you know, of great historical significance, but more fun days out as well. And so I think we're going to see a lot of symbolic, symbolic gestures like that. But also, I believe now, a serious working relationship. Because the other important point is this, Neil. Like when the Good Friday Agreement was made, right? None of our politicians knew anything about politics. Because <laughs> they, 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 they'd never done politics. Yeah. So, you, you know, you were really starting, this was a, a, a sort of a, 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 I think it was Stephen Ray described it as a sort of a holding, a holding centre for sectarianism, mm. you know, to keep the lid on it, to get them together, to switch the violence off. You know, and and slowly but surely, they've started to learn about politics, how it actually works. But now, you know, there is a clear job of work ahead. They've left behind now the IRN and the yabooing and the you know the 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 tit for tat sort of slanging matches across the chamber and nothing being done, and you know the 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 stormant being closed more often than it's open. That's all in the past now. And so there's a huge amount to look forward to. And how confident are you that it is in the past? Because, you know, like as you said. Very. Because, I mean, how can we go back? We can't go back anywhere now. I mean, there's no violence. No, no, I don't mean, I don't mean in terms of no, violence. Like, I mean in terms yeah, some, of the stop-start nature of Stormont. You know, this, yeah, but like. Yeah, yeah, but it's an important thing. You know, politicians don't have to look over their shoulders anymore. I mean, another thing that, another serious error of judgment on the part of the DUP was not only did they, they throw their lot in with Jim Allister and, and Jamie Bryson, but also with the LCC, mm-hmm. you know, so the, you know, the, the umbrella group that represents loyalist paramilitarism, which is essentially drug dealing in the North. And, you know, they've now, they've now clearly separated themselves from that as well. Let the PSNI do their job. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to fear from these people because... You know, somebody's going to be drug dealing. Might as well be the might as well be loyalist paramilitaries. You know, I mean, someone's going to be drug dealing in every part of the world. You know, but 
the DUP shouldn't be enthralled to those people. They shouldn't be making deals with them, making arrangements with them. You know, and so that's gone as well now. We have no. I mean, the the the, the dissident uh, Irish Republicans are because well, that's an embarrassment. You know, so they've they've been shunned. No one supports them. They've got no political clout. They have no protection in their communities. You know, they've got no resources. So all that's dead. So all that's been switched off. So now our politicians, for the first time, are faced with working relationships and doing real politics. I appreciate that this, this, you know, is, is normal in the South. You know where 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 politics has been practiced now seriously since I suppose nineteen twenty one nineteen twenty two after the War of Independence. You know, I mean, obviously you had the Civil War, all the gore of that, uh, but you know, you know we've we have a very very polished political class now in the South, and so we're 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 just starting out in that journey. And where does it you know, like we. When you talk, where does it end? Are you united? Are you united? <clears throat> well, that's where you, you'd like it to end. But like, um, well, I don't. I, to be honest, to be honest, to be honest, I don't have any strong. You know, I mean, like, uh, uh, I'm, I, I'm just thinking of it from the perspective of of what makes sense. Well, see, I agree you with know, you. I think from, we, from we, there's no there's no logical. Uh, <laughs> like, if you were to look at it logically, you'd say this is this is it makes complete sense. It's it's uh, especially when we, we've seen what's happened with Brexit, like there is no, but even before that, it does make sense. Yet, um, there is still a long way to go, I would say, to persuade people, that persuade the people who, who of, of the unionist tradition, that this is something that they should want to be part of, that they should, that, that, that they will benefit from this. And yet, and I accept your point about the younger generation, because one of the, one of the terrible, um, tactical own goals of supporting Brexit the way the DUP did was to actually ignore the younger generation of uh, in unionism who might have uh, an identity that is part unionist but also saw themselves as, as European and um, progressive liberal all these kind of things they didn't want to be justified by a very narrow unionism that also aligned itself with uh, Nigel Farage and and Brexiteers, and by going so hard for something like Brexit, they 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 jeopardize. You know, you, what is it? What's it, what's what? Twenty percent of Brexit, people in the north Brexit. are voting for parties that aren't unionist or nationalist. Like that's a huge Brexit was the Brexit was the Brexit was the 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 the, the, the roller coaster just going over the top and yeah, I mean, and that was that was the end and that was tribal. Brexit like, that was the was, end of the union yeah. and this, and despite as Sam McBride, you know, again a uh, very respected unionist commentator from the north who who, who writes uh, for for the independent. He said, he wrote, despite its bluster, the DUP knows the union they loved has gone forever mm. and it will not return. Doesn't mean necessarily the union's over, but it'll be different. Different in a way they didn't foresee and don't want and will never be able to change and which they brought on themselves. Well, that is, that is the great tragedy of, of, of unionism that they did that because they, uh, they, went and, they went and created a situation that they didn't need to. They jeopardized it. They poked you know, you you had you had a you had a, a a situation where you actually had a stable position where everyone could be themselves, and then they actually jeopardize it. They kind of they poke the bear and they woke it up. Yeah, and um, and it, they're living correct. with the consequences. 
and uh, and now we, and now for the first time, and it will be they will find this a relief for the first time in their political lives. They can stop lying. They can stop lying to themselves. They can stop lying to the people. They can just do the job honestly, and that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything else. Okay, Joe. Well, um, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, no surrender. To surrender. And we're going to close today with a man we talked about on this podcast, Jamie Bryson. And we, Joe talked about how he's very keen to get on, on the podcast to come on Free State. So we have an audition tape here from Jamie Bryson, um, which we'll leave it to you, the listeners, to decide whether it's, uh, it, it's, it, it clears the bar in terms of um, inviting him on the podcast. And Jamie has had a tough week politically, suffered a few blows. But I think when you listen to this, you'll you'll agree that talent like this can't be kept down for too long. So take it away, Jamie. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.